Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. How are you? Are you okay? I'm just back from Canada. I'm a little tired. I'm always tired when I travel. I tend to take as early a flight as possible out, and uh, and then I have a whole day of being exhausted. It's a, You don't want to lose that day. You want to get out early so you can get home and have an entire day where you just cannot get your shit together because you're too fucking tired. That's, that's the way to do it. Stay busy. Get up early leave on the first flight out and then get home because you have things to do and you barely can keep awake. Great. Look, people, I love going to Canada and I will tell you about it in a second. Let me just tell you this. Today on the show, Rosie Perez is here. She doesn't like LA. I know it's not that she doesn't like LA. She hates to travel, but she was out here. Uh, she's here promoting her new series, The Thriller, now and then on Apple TV Plus. She's also in The Flight Attendant. Uh, season two of that show is streaming now on HBO Max. But you know Rosie Perez. You know her from Do the Right Thing, from White Men Can't Jump. You know her from Fearless. You know her from a million movies and TV shows after the last 30 years. It's Rosie Perez. And it's an amazing conversation. It's one of those conversations that happens here on WTF occasionally that is just, uh, it goes deep, um, it's, uh, it's, it's heavy, but it's also revealing and exciting, I mean, it, and emotionally moving. It was like, like, when Rosie and I got done with this conversation, we had to take a few minutes just to sort of like gather ourselves. And, uh, and there's a lot here, but it is one of those, it's a monumental episode it was for me, uh, and I know these episodes. This is one of the all-timers in that this is what this show does at its best is whatever happened between uh, me and Rosie Perez, which you'll hear in a few minutes. I, I am back from Canada. Oh, before I tell you about that, I do want to mention Fahim Anwar's new special. Fahim Anwar is really one of the funniest guys working today. Truly. Smart, funny, He's he does the work. Uh, it's called Fahim Anwar Hat Trick. It's available now on YouTube. Uh, he performs a special in all three rooms of the Comedy Store. For those of you who don't know the Comedy Store, the belly room, the original room, and the main room. Hence the title Hat Trick, which is what we call that. And uh, telling you, I'm telling you, he's one of the funniest guys working currently. 
So look, I was in I was in Vancouver, which is one of my favorite places, and I know I've talked about this before, but as soon as I get off the plane in Canada, the entire weight and psychic chaos and dark electricity of American culture just dissipates. And it is such a relief to just enter the kind of practical, slightly mundane, uh, grounded culture of Vancouver, Canada. I just, even pretentious people in Canada lack pretense. It's just, I went out walking. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I did. I got there the night before and I went out with the Charlie Demers, the uh, great comic from Canada. We went out and had dinner. He usually opens for me, but Cameron Esposito wanted to uh, to do a few minutes, so she got that gig. And I haven't been using an opener, but I wanted, Cameron, I wanted to see Cameron. She wanted to do some new stuff. So I was like, okay. But me and Charlie went out to Tojo's, had some sushi, talked about life. It was very good. It was connected. You know, he was sort of in a place you know, in his life where he was doing some thinking. I, I've been doing some thinking. We were able to talk some stuff through uh, uh, about where we were in our lives. And that's what you do with friends. And it was lovely. I saw a few people. I went out and saw, I went and watched, uh, watched Roy Wood Jr. work on some stuff. I saw Andrew Santino. I didn't watch him. I felt no need. No need to watch Andrew Santino. But we flew out together. And that guy, he's a bad influence. I got to tell you. I haven't smoked a cigar in like three years. I've had no nicotine in my body for years. And uh, Santino talked me into it. I went out and bought a few, cu- a few Cubans and we fucking, we did it. It was great. Took a nice walk across the Burrard uh, Bridge and I just saw the people of Canada holding hands, out walking, everyone outside. It's beautiful there. It's sad that I'm, I'm living a life where not only am I thrilled that I don't have the the kind of frenetic, dark electricity of American culture pulsating through my phone into my goddamn face, but it's there's water. There's water in Vancouver. It rains there all the time. It's lush and green. There's beautiful foliage. There's oceans and mountains and, and snow-capped hills. Whatever, man. What I'm trying to say is that I'm jealous of rain. I'm living in California, and all I think about is when is everything going to burn? When is there going to be no water? And it's soon, and i got to figure out where to go. i got to figure out what to do. I'm going to be part of a climate migration at some point, and we've got to get, we've got to start buying property in the Midwest before they close their borders to progressives and Jews. But look, I just loved being in Canada. It's so relaxing. It's just people wearing practical clothes, you know, having a life. It seems well integrated. It doesn't, there doesn't seem to be, I'm not saying, I don't know much about it, but it doesn't, and maybe I'm romanticizing. I know it's not perfect. I know they have their problems, but it's always relaxing, man. So I took that walk, ate some berries. Then I sat down, I I, I mentioned I sat down with Dana Gould and James Adomi. I haven't seen Dana in years, just doing the old comic thing. We're old comics now, talking about the old days. He's so fucking funny, though. And then uh, that night, I did the show at the Vogue, and it was uh, spectacular. I was happy to see everybody. It was a nice sold-out crowd. Cameron uh, Espedizito did a great job. Had a great show. And after that, I smoked my third cigar, and I was almost nauseous. And now I'm exhausted, and everything uh, down to my skin Smells like cigar. I had to wash it off me. 
Yeah, so I just loved it. I ate some good stuff, and I did some nice stuff. I, I just, it's so relieving. But here's the deal. This, I think you'll find this conversation with Rosie um, kind of uh, amazing. Uh, I, I know I did. And I just, I don't know what's going to happen when people come in here. And I can't, I can't really explain that to you enough that, you know, when people ask me if I get tired of the show or, or, you, you know, is it a job or whatever? I never know what's going to happen when someone comes on, when someone comes in here. It's a wild card. I, I only know what I can like look around and watch. I can, I can know their work. I can know things about them, but I don't know how the hour is going to unfold ever. And the amount of anxiety and dread and excitement that I feel leading up to it is always just, it's just the, when, when somebody shows up and it's just, we're, we're one-on-one, some magic happens, man. It just, I, I just lose myself in it and, and, and listen and, and stay locked in with whoever I'm talking to here. And it never gets boring and it never feels like a job to be honest with you it's exhausting sometimes i mean after a conversation like you'll hear now between me and rosie perez i mean uh you know it was a lot and uh and it was satisfying and deep and felt human but uh you know after it's done it's 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 a lot when you sort of fold in all the other shit you know when you let your phone occupy most of your brain and suck your hope out of your face uh on top of a conversation like this it gets a little exhausting so i we had to take a minute rosie and i after this conversation we had to take a minute to gather ourselves and and think about what we had just done as i said earlier rosie perez uh her new show now and then is now streaming on uh, apple tv plus the flight attendant is now in season two you can watch that, both seasons, on HBO Max. And this is me talking to her. There is, you know, I wouldn't say it's a trigger warning, but we discuss fairly openly, you know, childhood trauma. And and it was moving for me and, and helpful. And, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. This is just what this show does at its best. Uh, this is me talking to Rosie Perez. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your your podcasts. Yes. My allergies are bit. They are. Is it like pollen? <laughs> They're pollen, and I have non-allergy allergies. 
What is that? What are those? Because um, I want now. I'm only asking because I'm trying to figure out if I have them. Um, non-allergy allergies are the allergies that are not listed. Oh, really? Yeah. So you don't know what they are? They're just general. They're general. Like so, they said that I'm most likely allergic to smog, allergic to um, dust particles that come out of uh, air vents. <laughs> And, everything. Oh, oh, so everything. So yeah. So air. So that's what I'm allergic to. I'm mean, air. Thank you. Okay. Good. Got it. I've never gone to check if I, you know, if I have actual allergies, but something's gone wrong since I've gotten older. Me too. Right. You didn't have them when you were a kid. No. Yeah. Didn't notice them. And now, like some days, I feel like my face is going to pop off. Yeah. Wait, so wait, how long are you in town for? Do you 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 like coming out here? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, I'm. Uh, I leave um, tomorrow morning. Yeah. How long you been here? Uh, since last night, late last night. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it and quit it. That's my style. What What'd you do? Did you do some TV? Uh, no. I came in. Yeah. For um, something that HBO is doing for the flight attendant. Yeah. And it's a whole day thing. So after Oh, the these, junket thing where you just sit yeah. and talk to it, answer the same question over and over, over again? Over and over and over and over. And you it, you got to just accept that that's part of the job? Exactly. Yeah, I know yeah. that feeling. It, and everyone approaches you like they're the first one asking you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Well, that show, I mean, that it's it's gotten very popular. Yeah. And do you, do you like doing it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, are we started? Sure. We've started. Yeah. Oh my so my allergies and sinusitis is going on. Okay. Um so <laughs> not if you don't want to. <laughs> no, <you're>... it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if if that's the one thing you don't want anyone no. to know. um no i like the show i like it a lot i like working because you know like you know like when you get older you just want to work with people that um you could work with yeah you know i barely want to work at all (laughs) (laughs) you gotta convince me to work at all but i don't stop but like every day i'm sort of like why am i Right, 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 right. Right? Yeah. And we're like the same age. I can't, yeah. I, I, some days I'm sort of like, what am I working towards? Right. <laughs> <laughs> when, I think it's up to me, right? Yeah. Like, I'm the one who has to go like, I'm done. Yeah. But then what do you do? I yeah. don't know. So, oh, but you like working with her? She seems interesting. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah. She's um, overly generous. Oh, that's nice. Like, if we go out, like, I go, stop paying for everything. You don't have to pay for everything. Yeah. I'm, I, I have my <laughs> own money, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, you should know. You know my paycheck. Right. You're the executive producer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she's like, um, Kaylee always wants everybody to have fun, even after we rap. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm buying drinks. I'm like, we got to work tomorrow. Yeah. And she goes, oh, my God, you're such a character right now. I said, and you're being such your character right now. <laughs> Who drinks the night before you go to work? <laughs> we got to be up at 5. We have seen, you know, yeah. 35. Isn't that part oh, of- we do? <laughs> yes, Kaylee. <laughs> just like, you isn't, know. isn't that part of, uh, that's the character too, right, though? Yeah. Kind of drunky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not good with alcohol. I like it. Yeah. I could drink uh, a glass or two. Yeah. After the second one, I'm chatty patty. Oh yeah. Too I, much. I don't. I don't shut up. I don't. And then like the. the and you're so quiet usually. <laughs> <laughs> so, Actually, I am. And the people yeah. when they work with me, they they think something's wrong, or you know, are you okay? I go, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's just, you know, I'm 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 kind of quiet, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that like uh, so that's but what about this other thing? The like I was just watching the uh the the now and then thing. That is um amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that that one that one that one almost did me in. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like um I haven't had a project like that since Fearless, this movie I did with Peter Weir. I remember that movie. That was a big movie. It was a big movie. Nominated for Oscar. Yeah. I mean, I still like when I was thinking about talking to you. I mean, I, I did that that scene where you and Jeff Bridges in the car with the toolbox, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. It was crazy. So this one has a similar effect on you? This one has a similar effect on me. How so? And um and like, also like Frankie and Johnny oh, in the yeah. Claire alone that the one play, yeah. th- because I got I got I got so in and so heavy and I have some issues so when I get too heavy it's it affects me deeply right so like like um, after work it was very difficult to shake it and I'm usually very good at that I can shake it you know when yeah. they say rap I'm done I'm back right. to me yeah. Um, and I was back to me, but it's just the heaviness and the sorrow. I, I, it was just too hard for me every and single day. With now and then. With now and then, it's it's um, the character, and uh, the the um, executive producer and co-director Gideon Raff. Yeah. He did Homeland and everything. He goes, well, it's kind of your fault too. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you developed this character into this. Right. Into this realm. It wasn't. She wasn't supposed to be so heavy and dark. And, yeah. And and I said, yeah, but I didn't realize how dark and heavy it was going to be. Right. And so I had my sister calming with me. Um, and, you know, the first day she was there in Spain and I came from work, yeah. she was like, what happened? Yeah. And I go, no, it's just work. And she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, she hugged me and I started crying. She goes, did someone like hurt you? I'll go and fuck them up. And I go, no. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's so New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so it was, it was, it was really dark, dark, dark character, Florida. And even when I watched it, I just watched the whole series recently. And my husband, yeah, grabbed his heart. We were laying in bed. He goes, oh my god. He goes, this kind of pains me. It, it, it upsets me to see you like this. I said, it's not me. It's the character. Yeah. And he goes, right. Oh my God! And and you know and so it was really heavy. Well, that's what. But that's interesting about about the way you work. I mean, you always bring yourself to it, right? I mean, you, you you're not you know you're not you know learning a Russian accent or anything. You, you no. know you. Well, this one I, this one is, this one is, I I you, ha- let me say this. Yeah. You have to bring. S- an element of who you are to every of role course. because then it's not there's no truth there no not authentic right yeah and but it's different because <laughs> the character of flora she plays a detective she got into homicide because something because uh, her brother ended up killing herself killing himself yeah. because he was wrongly accused of a rape and he got a life sentence from it oh my god yeah. and and so she dedicated herself to fighting the bad guys. Yeah. She never addressed her trauma with her brother. She never addressed the fact that she lost both her parents. Yeah. And so she just has blinders on and has this blind ambition just going, going, going to get catch the bad guys. And these bad guys happen to be entitled pricks. And those are the same type of characters that pin the, uh, a crime on her brother. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I understand injustice, 
injustice happening to me when I was a kid. I get that. And and I understand pain and I understand sorrow. I understand all of that. The difference between me and the character Flora is that I don't want to stay there. Right, right. I don't want to stay there. I don't want it to be my driving force anymore. Right. You know, and yeah. she was like that 20 years ago. And then Flora, 20 years later, she's still like that. Right. She lives in it. She lives in it. And yeah. I, and I, 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 me personally, yeah. I can't survive like that. No, of course not. But did you, did, like, because I, I was talk, I talk about uh, that sort of the effect of trauma a lot. I just talked to a guy yesterday who has PTSD from Afghanistan, a guy who ran for president and stuff. And I think that like most people have some version of PTSD, right? You know, from you know from their life. But did you? But like now because there's focus on it and there's treatment for it and they can identify it. I mean, how much of your life did you go through not knowing it? A, a huge chunk of it. A huge chunk of it. I thought that success was going to um, solve all of that. I thought, I thought that like, I'm not going to be a statistic. I am going to yeah. survive this childhood trauma and abuse and I'm going to be successful. Right. And then when the success came... <laughs> yeah. And I'm still fucked up. Uh, you know, I hit a wall. Yeah. And and When was that? How far in? That was probably like when I was about 30. Uh-huh. That's a long time to deal yeah. with that. 10 11 years already. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought I thought I was faking the funk. I thought, you know, I had I I had it in the bag. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I didn't. Just cuz you were, you just were work you were immersed in your work constantly. I was immersed in my work constantly. But also, I thought I was above it all. Huh. I thought, like, oh, I survived. I'm a survivor, oh, right, and I'm, a, right. I'm above it all. Right, I'm tough. Like, yeah. you know, it's behind me. It's behind me. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like the other people that right. went through what I went through. Victims. Yeah, I'm ah. not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And trying, trying to come to grips that I was that <laughs> was very, very painful. Was very painful. I can't imagine. So, so like, because I, I, going back, because I, I feel like I grew up with you. I feel like you know I've seen mm. you my whole life. <laughs> really? <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Do you know you? Well, you're such a presence, and you're always sort of there somewhere working. I mean, I can't like. Do you ever look back and think like, holy shit, it's been this many years? It's, uh, like, yes. You know? Yes. Do you, t- do you still talk to Spike Lee? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hates that I'm better friends with his wife, though. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love. Tanya. Are they together? Yes, yeah, they're together. Oh, so that's a problem for Yes, him. yeah. <laughs> One time we went out to dinner and yeah. he, st- he started crying. Yeah. We were in Puerto Rico, yeah. And me and Tana like chatting back and forth, and he's sitting there. No, yeah. we're, we're, neither of us are speaking to him, and not on purpose, right. you know. And he starts crying. I said, "Spike, what happened?" He goes, "Do you know that tomorrow's going to be." The twentieth twentieth year anniversary of do the twenty right, fifth anniversary yeah. of do the right thing. I go oh, and he goes yeah, <laughs> and you like Tanya more than me. I don't understand what went wrong. <laughs> we both started cracking up. We were laughing so hard. He goes you go to dinner with her and you hang out at George's house with her. You never invite me. I go I'm sorry, and he goes why? I go well she's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. He doesn't strike me as a, a particularly fun guy. He is. He is. He is. It's just that um, 
I hope he's, he's not going to listen. He's intense and yeah. he's socially awkward. Yeah, that's but he I mean. doesn't know it. Yeah, right. All oh, right. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't. At he this he point? doesn't. He doesn't. No, at this point, he doesn't know it. Oh, it's crazy. He doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 I, you know, and I recognize that. And he's a great artist, and that's always going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's also funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. funny, yeah. but he has to be very, very comfortable oh, with you. Right. Yeah, to right, right. Show that side. Well, that makes sense. You know, because I find him to be a little intimidating. I've met him once, and it, it was just sort of like, wow, he doesn't. You know, but I. It, that makes sense that he just has to be comfortable and he's probably a great guy. That was who I was. Yeah. I I didn't know I was coming off as intimidating as I was. And I didn't know I was coming off as combative, angry. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't understand that. You know, my best friend Julie yeah. um told me um People think that you don't like anybody. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, and I because I didn't I didn't recognize that that's a that's a um weapon of defense. Well, also like I have to assume that you know there is a, a way people like outside of what you experience, but there is a, a cultural thing in New York, right? And in, you know, Brooklyn and it, there there's a toughness to it. Mhm. That you, you know, outside of uh, what do you experience personally, there is sort of a you know something intimidating. I think a little bit, a little bit, but mine was a lot. <laughs> what, but so what? You know, you were you were born in Brooklyn. I was I was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes, I'm a I'm a product of an affair. Yeah. Um, and back in those days, that was you know it was scandalous. Both your parents lived in Brooklyn. Um, no, my father lived in Puerto Rico. Okay. And my mother lived in Brooklyn. They're both Puerto Rican. Right. They're both married to different people. Oh, and, that, and then, okay. Right. Yeah. My father was going to cheat, not with my mother, but with her sister. Yeah. My mother saw him out the window and said, I'm going to go take out the trash. And she cut him off and said, and he goes, oh my God, you're such a beautiful woman. Would you like to have a cup of coffee? Yeah. So he forgot about her sister. Yeah. And they went and had a cup of coffee. And then I popped out nine months later. That's quite a cup of coffee. That's <laughs> good one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, um, how'd you find that out? How'd you find the story out? I've I found that out. Not the whole entire story. I found yeah. out the whole entire story when I was nine, but I found that out like when I was around four. And um, because my mother gave me away a week, uh, a week old, to my father's sister, my my biological father's sister. So okay, so she okay, so that was sort of like we got to hide this kid, or what? I don't. I still don't know why my mother. But, did so that. it was your biological father, the guy he had, uh, she had an affair with. Right. His sister took you. Right. And and so you thought that was your mother? I thought she was my mother. I called her mommy. Yeah. And then I remember this vividly. There was, maybe I was three, I don't know, three or four. And um, there was having one of the gatherings, you know, Puerto Ricans, we have gatherings for no reason. Yeah, sure. You know, Parades, no reason, gatherings. Everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone lighted a match. Oh, yeah. let's have a party. Yeah. You know, it's like that. So, literally. Uh, so, so um, uh, uh, he was sitting in the chair and yeah. he was drunk. And he kept coming over. He said, come here, come here. Rosita, yeah. Rosita, yeah. I'm your daddy. Really? Yeah. And I looked at him, and I just started crying and screaming. And the whole party went quiet. And I ran to my aunt, who I thought it was my mother. Yeah. And I screamed out, he said he's my daddy. Yeah. And I remember she went, you stupid. And she started hitting him over the head. 
and he started crying. Never forgot that moment. Wow. And so... And you're three? And, <laughs> yeah, how are you going to forget that? Yeah, and... um. And she kept telling me, oh, he's drunk, he's a liar, this and this and that. And I'll, and, but something in me knew there was a, a truth to that, but I was too young yeah. to understand that. Because you didn't have another father figure, right? Or you, did right. your mom? Right, right, right. right. And, and so my mother comes back, you know, when I'm four, rips me away from my aunt. Why? We still don't know. <laughs> and she put me in a, in a convent. Ugh. Uh, a Catholic like an orphanage. Yeah, but it's it's not. It wasn't technically an orphanage. It right. was a home for children. Right. Okay. And that meant there were orphanages. Yeah. And then they were home for children. Yeah. And home for children were for displaced, unwanted, um, um, you know, um, abandoned. Yeah. And only a few orphan uh, children were there. Yeah. And so they're like on on on. Um, Sundays you would have family day. Yeah. And I used to wait Nothing. for my mother. She would never show up. Oh my God. So and she would show up once in a while. And let me take that back because that's not fair to yeah. her. She would show up once in a while, but there were times where we would wait the whole day and she just wouldn't show up. But my and what was messed up is those were the days where my aunt could have came to visit, yeah. but she blocked my aunt from coming to visit me. But all the other days my aunt would come to visit me or she would take me um, on the weekends back down to Brooklyn to be with her. Uh, and then I would have to go back to the nuns. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's, it, 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 was, it was like that. And then when I was nine years old, the nuns called me in, Mother Superior called me yeah. in and told me, um, you have a father. <laughs> I go. You mean the priest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that I I got and, I got whacked with the rulers for that joke. Yeah. She didn't like it, and um said no. Your father is here, and he has um you know he has rights, and there were courts, and like I'm nine. Yeah. You're telling me this at nine. But this was the this was the guy who your uncle who you thought was your uncle. Right. Right. And then I walk out, and he's sitting there, and you know him. And I know him, and I just sat there, and I said nothing the whole visit. He kept trying to talk the whole visit, and I said nothing. And then he took me down to this restaurant. It was called Sorrento's. I remember it. Yeah. Down the hill from the convent. and In Brooklyn? No, this was in Peekskill hmm. in uh, New York. And um, he, you know, and I remember he held my arm, and I, and I yanked it. I didn't know she, he was being a gentleman. like Right, right. And... Um, he uh, ordered me all this food, and I said, "May I be excused to go to the bathroom, yeah. please?" You know, because being in a convent, you had you had manners. Sure, <laughs> or sure. Got the yeah, got shit whacked. beat out of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he said, "Of course, I'll walk you to the bathroom." I said, "That's okay, sir." And he goes, "No, I'm your daddy." And I went, "Okay." And yeah. I went to the bathroom, and I climbed out the window and went back up to the convent. Mm-hmm. I left that poor man sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Yeah, it was so sad, and he was in a panic. They said, and I, I got he in lost trouble. You? He thought I, he lost me, and and um, you know, and uh, I got a beating for that. I was uh, put on punishment yeah. where I didn't have, uh, I couldn't have supper for three days. They wouldn't feed you. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not punishment. That's wrong. It seems. That's how they were. Oh, so so what about? Your mother, she just had mental problems? She was uh, uh, diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, and they told me that, like, in my tween years. 
<laughs> Why are you telling Years the later. kid here? <laughs> You're a product of an affair. Your uncle is your father. You know, and then, then oh, and by the way, your mother's a paranoid schizophrenic. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't have any adult issues. No, I'm fine. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. How did that, but like, so this happens when you're nine with your father. So how does the, the rest of it unfold, the relationship? Is she, like, does she have a place to live, your mother and stuff? Yes. She, oh. she, she went back to her husband. Oh, so she's a functioning paranoid schizophrenic. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. How many siblings do you have? On her side, yeah. there were nine. She had nine other kids? Catholic. Oh, well, Catholic, okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't believe in abortion. They just keep having kids. They just keep having kids. So how does this level off family-wise? I mean, when do you accept what what is, you know, in terms of, like, now you know all the information, at least you know who your father is. How does that, does that get easier, or do you, do you accept it? I don't. That's a. I don't know. I, I. That's a good question. Shit, my psychiatrist didn't even ask me that. Um, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> my God. Um, um, I. I think it wasn't a, a conscious exception. It just. Yeah. It is what it is. Sure. And it, it was that. And and I. I would. I guess I didn't accept it fully because I used to lie in school. Yeah. You know, oh, about where you come from, and where I you, came from, and so, I made up this whole so story. You, you had shame about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, you know, and I remember the day this one kid in school, she totally busted me, yeah. and told everyone at school about your real life, my real life, because like, she knew. Yeah, she's one of the kids from the Catholic home. Because I used to say, oh, my father, he's going to bring a chauffeur to bring me back down to New York City. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, the chauffeur was the Metro line, (laughs) you know, when I went by myself. And that's when you started acting. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've been acting from out the gate, you know, ever ever since that that time where I'm your daddy. That was it. That was it. That was it. Time to act. Yeah. So it was it was it was it was intense. I guess I didn't really accept it, accept it till I started therapy 17 years ago. Okay. I started to accept it. Oh, so you, but you, you know, you're older when you start that stuff. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. It's 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 really it, it's weird when you realize like you know life is only so long, and you know you're living in some sort of discomfort that you can't identify, and then you know when somebody you finally dis- willing to 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 try to sort it out, you you understand why. Yeah. You know. Wow. But so, but do you go as a, as a teenager and stuff? Do you have a relationship with the real father and with your mother? And oh yeah, oh yeah. I had, I didn't really have a relationship with my mother. She would have court appointed visits to her, and at first I was like, kind of infatuated with her. Yeah. And I wanted her to like me yeah. and love me and yeah. stuff. But I looked just like the man that you know oh, she had an affair with, and okay. you know. Right. So um, she didn't like me too much because of that. And always and also told she was me mentally ill. Mentally ill, tell me I was ugly like my father. You're short like your father. I'm like, lady, I'm taller than you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Does she have other problems? She have drug problems too? No. Oh, uh, just mental issues. Yeah, mental issues. Yeah. Alcohol. Okay. Alcohol. Um, um, but um, yeah, just um, it just sucked. To yeah. be honest, it just sucked. Um, and if it wasn't for my aunt and my father, I think I would be. A nut job, really, with, to be honest. With your real father, if it wasn't My for him. father, God, God rest his soul, I have to give that man so much credit because he spent his, he told me this too. Yeah. He spent his entire life making it up to me. And um, we had it out one time and, and I felt so bad. And 
I can't go there. That makes me too upset. But yeah, anyway, yeah. we had it out one time. Yeah. And anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. And and he and from uh, there on it, he t- he stepped up. No, he 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 stepped up from from the from the day he yeah. said I'm your daddy. Yeah, yeah. He went to court and kept when you were three fighting. Yeah, 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 for me, and that's where he got rights. Yeah, um, and kept asking me to change my last name to his, which is Sarano. Yeah, and I said no. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I didn't want to admit. I didn't understand it, but as a kid, I didn't want to admit my mother gave me away. I didn't want to admit she didn't sure. want me. I didn't want to admit that I was a product yeah, yeah. affair. If I changed my name, then that made it all true. Right. You know? Yes. And I could have I could have saved myself a, a lot of heartache if I had done that, but I didn't understand as a kid. It was right. just too much. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I remember the day my father told me, you don't have to, but please forgive me. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it broke something in me that needed to be broken. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? Um, I was uh, twenty. Wow. I was twenty years old. Yeah. And um, you know, we cried and we hugged yeah. and and everything and. And that's when I realized, my God, this man has been fighting for me since I was three years old. I didn't get it. He's been trying to make yeah. up for his mistake yeah. ever since then. And I remember there was something he told me, too, in that conversation. He said, Rosita, please, be careful what you do in your youth because you will pay for it Yeah. when you're old. Huh. And I was like, wow. You know, like, that's heavy. Yeah, given that you were who <laughs> you were a product of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was there for you. He was there for me. Whether you knew it or not. And then I guess eventually you did know it actually. Yes. That's amazing. So like so you had all these I imagine all the, the, the insanity was the like 'cause like did your am I wrong? Did your mom spend time in prison? Yes. She did. She did. Yeah. For, um I don't want to say because my half brothers and sisters will get upset, but oh, she oh. she spent some time yeah. in prison. She went to prison twice. I mean, I, I have to assume that all the the complicated trauma that you had to process was the abandonment, you know, love issue, everything, right? I yes. mean, there's no that must have been overwhelming. It's it was overwhelming. It's still overwhelming. It's just not a tsunami. Sure. You right, know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My psychiatrist told me something so great. She says, when I met you, you were treading water in the Atlantic Ocean. Oof. Yeah. And then you went into, like, the yeah. river and then to a lake and yeah. then to a pond. And now yeah. you've built a bridge and the puddle is there. Oh, yeah. And I said, when is the puddle going to evaporate? And she goes, <laughs> never. And I go, why am I paying you? <laughs> if I got to live in a puddle. Yeah. And she says, well, a puddle's a lot better than a, ocean, yeah. an ocean. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. it's still there. It's yeah. just not as palpable. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when did you start dancing and stuff? I I, I, I was born dancing. Yeah. I, I was dancing for, my aunt told me that I used to um, dance in the crib okay. all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. Would, I would suck my thumb when I got tired, but yeah. still hold on to the crib um, rail yeah. and rock back and forth to the music. And my cousins would come home from school and I 
I, she said it was like I had a time clock in my body, and I would pop up at the time where they were supposed to come home and just scream until they walked in the door, and that meant that they had to play one of my favorite records. I was one. She one. told me she told me this is who I was when I was one, and um, uh, I'm a soul man. Yeah, and cool jerk. They yeah. said were my favorite two records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and I would dance with them and yeah. until I literally passed out. And then the nuns, yeah. the nuns taught me how to tap. Really? They taught me how to tap. They taught me how to tap and how to play uh, uh, baseball. So that's good. It's, I'm glad the nuns did good things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did a lot of bad things too. Yeah. But they were. Oh, they that's were, the other, another whole other layer of the trauma. Then it was just the nuns. Yeah, the nuns. They were sadistic. Not all of them, but yeah. majority of them. They were sadistic. I mean, the beatings were brutal. And, um, you know, and it got to the point where I remember I, um, Sister Bonata, she used to beat the shit out of me. And one day she slapped me across the face. That was her favorite thing, to slap yeah. me across the face. She would grab me by my shirt, lift me up, and smack me across the face. Oh, my God. And one day I just slapped her back. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, did I get it. I got it so bad that I remember... Um, uh, I was laying in bed for two days mm. in the girls' dormitory mm. at the convent, and they had to send me to the infirmary because then they started getting scared because she didn't report it. Yeah. And and then they were like, wait a minute, something is wrong. That's how bad she beat me. Oh, my God. And when I came back from the uh, infirmary, you know, you would think that she would apologize. She's supposed to be a Christian. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I came back, and she says... You better watch your step, Missy, or it'll happen again. Wow. And I was just like, I hate you. It's like, yeah, how, it's like being in, it's like torture, being fucking prison or something. It was like prison. I always said, that's funny you say that, because I always tell people it was like I was doing time. Yeah. You know, and. For it, what? For just being a kid? For being know? a kid. I remember one time she beat this girl so bad with the paddle uh, 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 on her, because they love to lift up your, your dress and pull your panties down and put you over your knee and then spank the shit out of you yeah. with a paddle. And she beat her so bad, this little girl. Yeah. I'm still friends with this girl, by the way. Really? And, um, that, and then she made her kneel down in front of the wall and pray to God for forgiveness. And I remember, I have this vivid memory of her bobby socks just slowly getting drenched with blood. Oh my God. Cause she was like, she had sat down on the back of her yeah. feet, you know, kneeling, but she couldn't kneel any stand yeah, up straight yeah, yeah. kneeling. So she just kind of slumped down. And I remember that image like, oh my gosh. And like, everybody was like terrified of, of, of this nun. Why wouldn't they be? I yeah. mean, how's that woman doing? She's dead. Oh, you were friends? Not the nun, the one that you're friends with. Oh, the one I'm friends that with. That got hit. She's doing the best she can. She has the shakes, what we call the shakes. Mm. Um, uh, like she, like nervous like shakes and stuff. Yeah. Um, she's married yeah. um, to a wonderful man. That's and, good. And um, you know, she has children and she has a great career. Yeah. But she, yeah. she still carries the trauma because she never got professional help for it. Uh. And and you know and she's such a, a sweet woman. Yeah. And uh, but we're still very very close. We call each other sisters. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. But the nun's dead. The nun's dead. Do you remember when she died? No. You just heard about it. I I went I went 
I went back up to um, Pisco. To Pisco because I had written a book which was a disaster because I didn't promote it because yeah. I wasn't ready right. to tell that story even though I told it. I just before didn't. you got treatment and stuff. No, no, I was getting treatment. Right. But I just wasn't ready. And I remember my psychiatrist goes, I don't think you're ready to write this book. Yeah. And I go, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm good now. Yeah. And she yeah. was right. And yeah. so when all the promo, I just didn't do well and I buried it and I didn't show up for a lot of the promotional uh, events. I just, it was really bad. And like people always say, like, you should write a book. I go, I did. But do you still feel that way about the book or do you, was it just promoting it that was the problem? Do you, do you like the book? I like the book. I think it's a little pedestrian in my writing. That's yeah. what bothers me more oh, oh. than anything. Not the information. Um, or the story. Um, you know, I just recently started really talking about the story in depth. Right. And it's still hard for me. Like, even when I'm talking to you, I can't look you in the eye sometimes. Yeah, you know, it's like... because you're going... It's sad, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's, yeah. Still, it's still hard, yeah. you know. But, um, you know... Anyway, I had to go back up there because the... the, the um, Publisher? The publisher said we need some pictures. Yeah. And, you know, I went... Oh, the, the convent? Of the convent. Oh, my... What was, you? And so I went with the photographer. I said, why do I have to go with the photographer? And yeah. my sister went with me, and my niece went with me, and they started crying. I go, really? Yeah. Really, guys? <laughs> my sister called me. Oh. I was like, why am I taking care of you right now? Yeah. You know, and we, we went in there, and... Um, there were nuns that were still alive oh my that God. I knew. And there was this one that nun, sister. And you're a big star at this point, so they know you, right? No, they had no idea who I was. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. They were like, sister, I was like, I go, sister Antoinette. Yeah. And she goes, yes. And I go, it's Rosie. Rosa Marie. And she went, ah. And she hugged me. And I was like, I froze because like a nun hugging. Yeah, oh my god! Right, yeah. and and um, and she goes. I go. Do you remember me? And she said, Yes. I used to give you sandwiches because Sister Bernada would punish you with no food. Right. <laughs> and I go. Yes. That's why I'm a greedy pig now. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed. And then another nun comes over and goes, Sister Antoinette. And then she goes, Yes. She goes, Go to your room. She goes, she has dementia. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I go, no, she remembers me, sister. Yeah. She goes, no, she doesn't. I go, yes, she does. And she remembers that Sister Bonata was horrible to me and withheld food from a child as punishment. And the nun goes, you need to leave. Wow. Can you believe that? No. I'm a grown-ass woman. Wow. And the nuns are kicking me out. Did you leave? No. <laughs> I said, well, I need to go to the bathroom first. Yeah. You know, still like that, in, yeah, yeah. you know, that that child, that yeah, rebellious child. Yeah. Yes. And um, and I went to the bathroom and my friend Eric Johnson, the photographer, he's, he, he was fascinated by this all, right? Yeah. He kept it light. He didn't mean to, but he was like, oh my God, this is so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And he's snapping away <laughs> yeah, and everything. Yeah. And um, uh, I went to the bathroom they leave. There's no security there. Yeah. When they leave, I tell him, come on, come on, so I could show you where the girls slept. Yeah. And that wasn't a good thing. No. Because when I went in there, yeah. in the dormitory, and I saw the bathroom, I got a panic attack, and I couldn't breathe. Really? And he goes, are you all right? And I, and I couldn't even talk. Wow. 
And I remember pushing him away, and I said, uh, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and I was leaving, and the nuns go, excuse me, you have to sign out. And I go, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, and uh, she came from behind the desk waving her finger at me. And I just started to freak out because part of my PTSD, I have flashes of what I want to do. I know that sounds weird, yeah. but I have flashes of what I want to do. And I have to, I, I, I've learned that yeah. to control it. Because what I wanted to do was take her finger and break it. Yeah. You know, because I remember so many times fingers being pointed at me. Yeah. And so I, my sister Carmen goes, Rose, let's get out of here. And she goes, it's okay. And she grabbed my hand and she said, you're not here anymore. You're with family. Let's go. And she goes, go to the car. And I went to the car and I looked back and my sister, my hero, my sister Carmen is cursing all the nuns out. <laughs> and then when she gets back to the car, I go, you know, because I'm, yeah. you know, and I still have that in me. Yeah. You know, I was like, you can't curse a nun out. She goes, I could do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> like, fuck them. And wow. I was like, and, and and it was weird because I couldn't take that in at the time. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it took us like halfway down, you know, Route 9 that I turned around and I looked at her and I went, you're my hero. Yeah. Oh, my God, you cursed out a nun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. You know, they, in fairness, there were some nuns that were very nice to me, yeah. like Sister Antoinette, yeah. Sister Anne, Sister Margaret Francis. You know, those three um, were were so kind and so wonderful and right. they never tried to squash my spirit. Yeah. You know, it was they just really, a one? It was two, no one or two. Yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And um when did you find out that one died though? When you When I went there. Oh, when, okay. when she they told me she had died. Yeah. Did you smile? I said, Thank God. Oh my God, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't good. Yeah. What happened? Uh, it, it, it was, that's when the nuns started to come oh, oh, out. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. And surround Sister Antoinette. Yeah. Well, they, they must, I mean, like, just like the, the you, you know, the sort of pedophilia thing with the Catholic Church. I mean, they must, re they must have to deal with people coming back traumatized, wanting some vengeance or some accountability. Here's the funny thing. They used to have an annual reunion of the children that were in the home. Hmm. And I remember some of the, the kids would say, oh, you're ashamed of your past. You don't want to go there. And I go, I might be ashamed of my past, but I don't want to go there. Not for that reason. I don't want to go there because I don't want to go back to the scene of the crime. Right. There were crimes committed there. Right. I don't want to go there. I don't understand why you want to keep going back. You guys are acting like domestic violence victims. Right. Like you Stockholm know? Syndrome. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, well, they did so good for us. No, 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 because they gave us a roof over our head and gave us food when, when it wasn't withheld as an yeah. act of punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, They Terrible. beat the crap out of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They confined us and restricted us and so many things, and they put stuff in our head that we're all spending years trying to, like, deprogram ourselves. Yeah. I said, I don't understand. And they, they would go up there. Huh. And, and and show pictures on the Crazy. Facebook. And I was yeah. like, I don't get it. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's how the trauma keeps happening. That's right. What, yeah, and, it, and that, that was my assholeness. Yeah. Because that that was part of me thinking I was above it, right. that I was better than them, that I had survived because I was quote unquote stronger than them. And you were angry. Yeah. Because you identified what it was. So yeah. your anger kind of, you know, made you feel like you were rising above it. Right. And I wasn't mm. because I was a victim too. Right. But I had I had to come to that understanding and then I stopped judging them. Yeah. And started really finding compassion for them that my god, they really did damage. Yeah. Look, you just can't shake it. You can't walk away. Yeah. You have to keep coming back. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, and, but but that's like also repressing it. Like obviously they're choosing involuntarily uh, the whatever good memories they've put in there. You right. know, like at, over the truth. Right. Right. So they're just kind of sleepwalking almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you like in terms of like you were functioning and and you were when did you start doing like was all this anger being put like into your work into your like did you when you were dancing when you were like acting and stuff like when does it start to be a, a job for you um well i was i was going to college to be a, a marine biologist i was studying biochemistry yeah and then a series of events right like back to back happened and changed my life when where, you were like 19 or something yeah and I, I saw um, uh, at a club a, a, a talent scout from Soul Train he asked me to go on Soul Train that changed things and then I'm at a nightclub and I get in an argument with Spike Lee and then that changed things like my the path that I was on that I thought you know would lead me to the success I was craving as 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 my salvation yeah um, uh, you know it just went, you know, it just took a different tone. And um, and what, I, what did you think it was going to be? Marine biology? Yes. I thought I was going to be a marine biologist. Not in the water because I don't like to get my hair wet. Because yeah. it's too much trouble <laughs> doing it all over again. <laughs> Somewhat, you know? <laughs> so just from the boat. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would be in the lab portion of it all. That that's that was my thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, I I loved looking down a microscope. Yeah. You know, and well, that's so uh, so that was really your passion at that point. You, yes. Where where'd that come from? Um, I almost drowned uh, in uh, Seaside Heights, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, one summer, and <laughs> yeah. I kept having these dreams yeah. about a whale swallowing me up. Uh -huh. That's the Catholic sure. stuff, right? Yeah, the Jonah. Yeah, right. And stuff in um, and octopuses yeah, coming yeah. to get me. Terrifying and stuff. And I didn't realize it, but my psychiatrist goes, "Do you understand how strong you are? You were like, you thought you were going to get swallowed by a whale or or suffocated by an octopus. Yeah. So you decided, well, I'm going to be a marine biologist <laughs> and conquer all that." Well, that well, that plays into the other trauma too, right? I mean, like that's that's the mindset. It's like you know, I'm just going to fight it and rise above it. Exactly. Huh? So you were going to master the ocean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. From a boat or yeah. a lab, <laughs> not in the ocean. <laughs> not in the ocean. I'm still scared of the ocean. I, I don't. Even, I'm terrified of the ocean. Isn't that funny? I can't even be in a pool. I can't see the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like or a pool at night even like i know there's no sharks in there but it's still creepy yeah I don't, just to be in the ocean where you don't know what's under you i can't take it yeah so well it just sounds like so you're just out dancing in clubs and you get found yeah and then then you know it's a whole new thing but it seems like it's probably more fitting obviously to do this other thing it's better 
It's better. Yeah. But it's but it's it's better and I and I have no regrets. I love my life. But then at times there to be honest, gosh, this is the first time I've seen it. There are times where I like roles walk away because like like projects like like Fearless. Yeah. Like um really did a a number on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's scared me how easily I can go that deep. It scared me that I understood the pain. Right, without having any control over it. Like, you could go there, but you, you, you it wasn't a safe place within It wasn't you. a safe place, but, like, like Peter Weir was, like, he, 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 was t- he taught me the concept of technique, right? He did. He you did. never did any acting training, right? Never acting training. And I said, oh, I, I, I don't think that take was real. He goes, why? I said, because I was faking it. And he goes, that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right. But he goes, no, no, no. I don't think you fully get it. Yeah. And he said, you're so instinctual in acting and you're, you're good at it. I go, I am? Like, I wasn't, I didn't even realize, you know, and like, I am. He goes, you don't know that? And I was like, um... And I couldn't answer him because he was right. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he says, but you, the way you fake it, that's your, that's your craft. Don't you get that? Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then what happened, instead of that giving me comfort and confidence, it pained me that I can fake pain? Yeah. Oh, that's so depressing. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm good at it? Yeah. That's really depressing. You know, and it's... It just it just shook me, you know what I mean, and and I, I remember having dreams that I kept dropping a baby because that's what my character was yeah. doing. This is after we wrapped, yeah, you know, and I just was like, what is going on with me, you know? And I didn't tell anybody except my sister Carmen. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody, and you know, her her, her response was, "That's weird." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a professional therapist. No, <laughs> and um, you know, and you know, same thing with Frankie and Johnny. She played a, a woman who was shut down because she she was a victim of de- domestic violence. Yeah. What people miss out of that play, you know, that's why she just wants to have sex with no feeling in it. Right, right. You right. know, yeah. she doesn't want to get attached. Yeah, completely understood that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you know, night after night after night after night after night, you know. And I remember telling Joe Montello one day, I go, "I'm sick of doing this play." Yeah. And he goes, "Really? You're doing so well." Like, why do people keep telling me that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't understand where I was coming from. Right. Funny enough, Terrence McNally did. Oh yeah. Terrence McNally blew my mind. I remember one day he was so mad at me, um, uh, for something, and uh. And everything, and he just looked at me, and I go, "What?" And he goes, "You get this, don't you? What's going on with you?" Yeah. And I went, "Nothing." And he went, "Oh, Rose," and he hugged me, and I pushed him away. I go, "I'm fine. What are you doing? Get off of me. You're weird." <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it wasn't until years later that I told him, "Remember that time?" He goes, "Yeah." And I said, "My God, you were right." He goes. I've been waiting for you to come around and say that. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. And he said, what are you, in therapy or something? I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it's it's hard. And it, even with now and then, right? The new one, yeah. The new one, I 
Gideon would always, we were filming in Spain, we were filming in Miami, and Gideon Raff would always look after me and Jelko Ivanik because we were away and, and stuff. And uh, one day he goes, are you okay? And I go, I think I'm depressed. Mm. And he goes, why? I go, because Flora is depressed. Yeah. And he went, okay. And I go, yeah. And he's like, you want to hang out this weekend? I go, okay. And like, he was so wonderful to me because he didn't know anything about my past. Yeah. And he was like, you know, like holding my hand throughout the process. Yeah. And then one day there was a scene where I talk about my brother, my character is talking about the brother killing himself. Yeah. And later that day, I just couldn't stop crying, crying. And he yeah. goes, what's wrong? And I go, she's getting in me. This can't happen again. And he goes, what? I go, she's getting in me. I come to set I'm her. Yeah. And he said, I'm her. And he goes, oh, is that your process, your method? I go, Gideon, you're not <laughs> listening to me. Yeah. And I go, it's scaring me. Yeah. And he goes, oh, wow. And I said, I, I, I need to, I need to, have my sister here, I need to fly her in. Yeah. And I need to call my doctor. And he goes, oh, this is serious. I said, yes, this yeah. is serious. And everything. And um, and then he goes, well, you're doing good work. I go, why do people, <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling apart over here. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. and um, yeah, so this role was, yes, even, even when I start to talk about it, I get that sorrow yeah. in my body. Well, I, well, that's like, that's what's, like you were naturally sort of um, trying to manage it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when people say like you know you you had this reservoir of never-ending pain mm-hmm. that you could just sort of tap into, it wasn't. It doesn't seem like you were faking it. It was just a, you had it in you, mm-hmm. so you could tap into it. You know, and it, it, it almost as a way to avoid it, right? Mm-hmm. And then like it just became overwhelming, and people were thinking that you had some sort of control over it, and you do. But I think the more work you do, well, that's what's interesting about like with this, with now and then, is that like you've done a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But still, you know, it's risky. It's risky. The 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 thing that's different, like from Felix, that's how many years ago? Like yeah, ninety three. Was it ninety three? Yeah, ninety three. Yeah. Um, to now, um, is that. I have tools. Right. I know to call Carmen. Yeah. I know to call my my husband, Eric. I know to call my doctor. Yeah. You know, now I can go, okay, and it allows me to breathe and release it. Yeah. And and understand where it needs to be placed. This is my job. Yeah. You know, and and the feelings that I have are real. And, um, but they are not. They are real for my job, and and just and I I know that sounds sim- simplistic, but when you're in it, it's not that simple. Well, that's like the pond problem: is that you still yeah. have the pond. I mean, they're not going to you know overtake you, and you know what's up. Yeah. But sometimes when you open the the door to those feelings, they can consume you. Yeah. So puddle, the, please don't. I'm, I'm past the pond. I'm please. sorry, puddle, puddle, puddle. puddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. you've, but you've done so much work. But there are these one, there are these specific ones that really stand out in your mind as 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 risky. Like because you work all the time. Yeah. You've, played, you've been in a hundred movies and all these TV shows, but you don't have this experience all the time. No. Right. No. Sometimes you can just do the gig. It doesn't require this of you. 
Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've had jobs where it's never been an issue. And, or maybe fun even? Yes. Okay. A lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot, a lot of fun. And, you know, and, um, but it's good because, you know, even though I had a piece of that sorrow with me after we wrapped now and then. Yeah. I was able to exhale when I got home because that's part of my work, too, is to create a home that I never had. You know, the closest thing I had was at my aunt's house or my father's house, but it still wasn't. Right. You know. Right. You can return back to something and then kind of have, you know, and kind of recover. Right. From the work. Right. And if you frame it like that, it's not as menacing as, is this, is this ever going to go away? Exactly. And I also learned that I can't recover by going home and then laying in bed for a couple of days where I thought that that would be good for me. Right. That doesn't work for me. It could work for other people, yeah. but for me, I need to have my day of rest and yeah. then I need to get up. Yeah. I need to get up and I need to go out in the sunshine yeah. because part of that is the home. The yeah. children's home. Yeah. It's like being so insulated. Yeah. It's a false uh, security. Security. Right. To be indoors. Yeah. Because we were literally indoors and inside a compound. Yeah. You know, shut away from sure. the real world. Sure. You know. Yeah. And you know, even even when we went to a public school, they had their own school in the convent, and there was certain kids who they felt were gifted enough to integrate into society. Yeah. And they called public school, not public school, they would say, Rose, you have been picked for outside school. And then the nuns would say, oh, did you meet any of the outside kids? Do you have any outside friends? Oh, so it was really, yeah. It was like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, So when I think I, you know, I'm doing well by staying in the house yeah. too long, that's when everybody, my family and my husband, yeah. they're like, uh, you need to go outside. Gotta go, yeah, go play with the outside kids. Go, <laughs> join the real world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't just stay there. Yeah, in your head. Yeah. 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 Wow. So how did you, how did you get resolution with your mother? I don't think that ever really came. Uh -huh. I think if there was any type of resolution, she told me I had to forgive her when she was passing. And I go, in my head, I was like, I don't have to forgive you for anything. And But what came out of my mouth was, I forgive you. Mm. You know? Yeah. And we hugged and she cried and 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 everything. And, and I'm glad that happened. Most people go, why? You know, because she used to beat the shit out of me too. Um and I, and I said, because you got to give people a chance. Like, I want people to give me a chance. Like, I, wanna, I want another chance with people that maybe I was an asshole to or maybe that I was shut down to yeah. or maybe I was like came off as intimidating and I'm, I'm actually not. You know what I mean? Yes, I have a temper, this and this and that, but actually I'm a corny person. You know, I'm a nerdy, corny yeah. kid and still am. And, um, and uh you know, it's that's why I did it because it's like you're doing it for them. You're I, in a way, right? I mean, you're offering her the like the difference if she's on her deathbed between you saying I forgive you and you saying you know go fuck yourself. Yeah. Why do you got to send them off like that for? I right. mean, you, you still got to carry the burden of whether or not you really forgive them, but you let them off the hook at the last minute. Yeah. Which is, I think, charitable. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I like, it. and she was mentally ill, you yeah. know, like, so how, how much 
can I really fault her? Right. And it was a different time as well where yeah. the treatment wasn't great, yeah. you know, and she was dirt poor. Yeah. There's a lot of things, you know, when you grow up, you start to see the reality of the world and, and your heart opens up, hopefully. I feel it a little bit, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Because when when you come from a certain amount of whatever it is, if you the sensitivity that comes from abuse, if you open your heart, there's still a, a fear of being overwhelmed. Right. You know, like you're not you're going to lose control. Yeah. That you know because you don't have any real place to land emotionally. You weren't brought up with it. So like if you open your heart, like you know, who's going to take care of me? Like you know, yeah. It, yeah. It's 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 weird that that stuff. You know, we get old and we're in our brains are in our old bodies, but like it's still like never changes this core until you kind of get in there, right? Until you get in there, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, it's you know, I'm I don't know. I hate when people say to me to like, well, aren't you glad what happened to you because you know it made you a stronger person? And I. My response to those people is, fuck you. You're validating the abuse. <laughs> right. What do you right, mean? Right. Oh, 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 it's a good thing that I got the shit beat out of me and I was abandoned. And, and not only, you know, shit beat out of me by the nuns, but also by my, my birth mother. Yeah. And then also abused by my half sibling. And, and I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's applaud that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, thank that, God that, that I'm strong now. That I survived you by know? some miracle. And yeah. you're going to call that strength. You gonna, yeah. And I said, let's let's look at it a different way. Yeah, right. Right. Because the reason why Sister Bonata hated me so much is because I had a strong will. I had a strong spirit that was in me before her. Yeah. That was in me before my mother beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Right. So if those things didn't happen, imagine how much stronger I would have been. Imagine how much effective of a person, of a human being I would have been. Because that's still me. Yeah. They didn't take that away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They dented it. Yeah. You know, that's why I tell people I'm a dented can. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, but the goods are still inside. Sure. Well, they, they manifest, they, they changed it into to anger. Yeah. For years. Yeah. I think is what happened. Yeah. And, and you could have been more loving had you been given the opportunity. Exactly. Right. You know, and it's like I'm stronger in, you know, despite what happened. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. let's start saying that. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of the other thing, because it really, sure. that gets my goal. Yeah. Like, it really gets my goal. And... Well, it's kind of dismissive. You know, when they're like, well, you should be grateful, you know, you're tough. It's like, you, you want to know the truth? Right. They, don't, they just want to, you know, say something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or they can't, they can't my experience is is that they don't know what to say sure because it's just too much to hear yeah yeah and that was another reason why i didn't tell my story yeah not only because i was ashamed of it you know yeah. that's what people don't understand the effects of poverty the yeah. effects of abuse it, it it brings so much shame on you and yeah. that's that's mentally debilitating they there's no way they can be empathetic with you because they don't understand the true hardship of 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 what you go through right, right? It, they can't be empathetic, but also it's just too much for them to bear. Oh, yeah, of course. It's I, just too heavy for them. Yeah, you know? I, you know, I tend to believe that, you know, people can handle things, mm -hmm. but but you know, they don't want to take the time. And, and they don't, you know, they don't see it as their sort of responsibility or, or their side of it to, to really take it in. And then also, you, 
you know, even as, as somebody who's been through what you've been through, yet the, the shame, you may have worked through a lot of stuff, but you don't want to burden somebody. Right. Right. So there's that part of it, too. So it's a difficult equation yeah. where it's like you don't get it and I'm not going to give it to you because, you know, it, it's not yours to have. But, you know, go fuck yourself for not understanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, can no. look at it that way. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 just hard. It's, yeah, yeah. it's 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 hard. But on the the, the flip side of yeah. it, thank God I I got help. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. Thank God because you know, what people like I had no idea you went through. This. You always seemed so happy. I go, and I was. Yeah. That was authentic. Sure. You know what I mean? But when I wasn't happy, yeah. that was authentic too. It's just that I hid it from you. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. now I'm I'm trying to show up as my whole self. Yeah, and and it's been difficult. Like even sitting here talking to you about it, it's difficult. Sure, but I feel this need to talk about it. Yeah, you know, to get it out of my system, but also maybe maybe someone listening could could get to the place where I'm at quicker than I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, or I, get the help. Get the help. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my work got better because I got help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, more and control over it. I, I have more control. I was... I, I keep getting more and more out of my way. Yeah. And then I can move forward. And yeah. even with the work, like, like even like I said, like with now and then, I know how to manage it. Sure. I know how to manage all of these things. And um, I hopefully, you know, maybe someone, someone else can get some inspiration or some shit. Sure, you can I mean, say- there has to be a reason why I'm going through this. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you're also able to show up for yourself as a whole person. You know, you're not hiding. There's something about you know the transparency of of copying to you know your your shame and the, the abuse and and all that because it it fills you up. You don't have this other side of you. That, that you keep to yourself because you're ashamed of it or afraid of it or you think people can't handle it. Right. You got to walk through life, you know, at least feeling your whole self. Right. Right? Right. That means something. It's a little more vulnerable and it's uncomfortable, but but ultimately it'll get, it get, it, you, if, when something's taken from you as a kid, you, you, you walk in this weird sort of disjointed way, like part of you, you can't show to anybody. And that part of you is very young and very scared. But once I think you you get used to it, it'll integrate, right? I hope so. (laughs) 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 I sure hope so. Um, You know, but yeah, you know, it's I don't know. It's 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 still a process. A process. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing good work. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you know, in the right way, in the real way. Yeah. So what but what how are you feeling about work in general? Are you going to keep doing stuff? Do you have do you have things uh, on the that you're going to you're working on now? Yeah, we're working on developing certain things and For you? Yeah. Oh, good. And um and for um other things. Yeah. But I would I would say that I know deep down in my soul, even though there's moments where like I have to walk away from this, it's yeah. too much, that I can't, that it serves its purpose for me, it's in me, it's the need that I have to express. Yeah. I I love acting. Yeah. I love it, even though it 
sometimes it tortures me. I I love it because those moments of torture are, are very small compared to all the other joys that it brings me. And even like when I sat and watched now and then, like yeah. you said, I felt a sorrow, but I felt I felt great that you know the entire cast we made magic. Yeah, and that fills my heart up with so much joy yeah. and love and and I you know I, I just have to keep doing these until it served its purpose but I feel like I'm not finished yet well I think you, I I feel honestly that you your best work is ahead of you in the sense that the more you find out about yourself and the more you have sort of control over your story how is that not going to make the the characters or the roles you take and play so much deeper and 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 sort of more powerful in a way? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I I I look forward to that possibility. You know, because one thing that I did learn in therapy, yeah. like you said, it's like I've been acting all my life. Right. It just wasn't on a screen or on a stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, w- it was necessary for your survival. It was necessary for my survival. So I can play other people very easily. Yeah. You know, in the sense that I can get into character. Well, now, but now as a, as a professional, you don't have to do it because you're terrified. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, the nuns, the nuns were the first that put me on stage. Oh, really? Yes, I was the lead Easter bunny in the Easter bunny parade. <laughs> yes, I was the lead bunny. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh, and, and then the Candyman, that's where they taught me how to tap. Yeah. They put me on. They would do these stage productions during the holiday inside the convent. They yeah. had a theater. The Catholic Church had money, let me tell you. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. even though they starved the shit out of us. Yeah. You know, um, they had money. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're the, like... Like Spike Lee's like, you never acted? No, no, no. And I wiped it out of my brain. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started therapy, I went, oh, my God, the nuns saw it. It's the fucking nuns. I got to give them the credit. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> the worst. That's the worst moment. I got <laughs> give those fucking nuns credit. Yeah. Well, that's, well, there you go. Well, that, But there is something, although we talked about... You know how it, you know people can't understand, but there is something about at least acknowledging whatever good was there. Right. You know, it doesn't take away from the bad. No. But it it there it gives a little balance. Yeah, I have to be with the good. I have yeah. to stay with the good. I have to acknowledge the good, or else I'm not going to survive. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to survive because you know, it, to me, what it what it says is that they didn't kill my spirit. Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still. An, able to enjoy life i had moments of enjoyment through it all through it all yeah like they just couldn't crush me nobody could yeah Yeah. and i you know i i i was on you know that stage i remember the candy man can't i remember i still kind of remember the routine don't ask me to do it yeah and um i remember being on that stage when i allowed myself to remember i should say yeah how much joy i felt that's beautiful yeah thanks for talking to me Oh, my pleasure. Are we done? Sure. Oh we my could God. we could talk more. No, but I think God, we... this was torturous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's really an honor to meet you. Thank you. Oh, same here. Same yeah. here. Wow. Okay. 
So take it easy for the rest of the day. What an amazing conversation. I'm telling you to take it easy. Telling me to take it easy. Uh, As I said, The Flight Attendant is now in season two uh, on HBO Max, and you can watch her new show, uh, Now and Then, now streaming on Apple TV+. You can go to WTFPod.com. I'll be putting up some new dates this week. And this is some, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's some metal music. I'm not sure why. And I'm sure I've played something very much like it not long ago. But it's a new guitar. And it sounds good. And I'm tired. Everywhere. Yeah. 